right. I'm going to make sure everything is going here. Um, don't mind me just maybe sounding somewhat different than I normally do. I'm laying down. So I messed up my neck somehow. What? And so I, yeah, I don't know if it was because I've been... It's probably a combination of two things, like sleeping on it weird, but accidentally. And uh, at work, um, I've been doing this other task at work, and I've been sitting differently, doing it not intentionally, but just kind of, yeah, it's messed up my neck. I'm pretty sure both of those things. And so I uh, am laying down, but still trying to get a good view of like Sixers Philly. (laughs) And so I'm laying on my back. So it might sound a little different uh, this week as far as how I'm recording. So... So far, you sound fine. Cool. So that's a uh, look at how the sausage is made so much for uh, any listeners right now. <laughs> um, let's hold off on uh, any um, Philly-Boston talk until this game ends, kind of like what we did last week when we were recording. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but I like that idea. That worked really well last week. Yeah, kind of like a live reaction to it. Um, I'll be real brief with... Uh, this because I feel like there's really nothing I need to say. Miami is just destroying the Knicks, which I honestly thought would be one of the best, if not the best series. And it's been like the worst of the series <laughs> as far as like, it's just like not entertaining at all. Cause Miami is just destroying them and keeping them at like a 10 point arm's length, the entire game. Like the Knicks get somewhat close, like six or seven, and it goes back to 10. And that's pretty much how that series has kind of been the entire time. Yeah, like like as a, I'm loving it. Yeah, but as just a basketball person, yeah, it's uh, for that series. It just I thought it would be much better than it's been, uh, which is crazy with Hero out and Jimmy hurt at one time. So yeah, that it's just it's been great. It's I mean, I'm, I'm loving how it's how it's like a cookie is crumbling, so to speak. But yeah, it could be a little bit closer. I will say, um, with it now being 3-1, I do think it's decided. I think New York may win the next game. It may still go to six. Uh, but I don't think New York's going to win this series. That Miami's going to take it now at this point. And I am fine with that. I would say the way the the series has been kind of like the momentum and everything has swung, I would say Miami finishes it off tomorrow night. And like if we only did half an episode tonight, I would say like let's just record during that game because I don't anticipate it being very good. Um, kind of doing like one of those like eight thirty nine o'clock recordings and then if it gets close or whatever, stopping. But obviously we're recording tonight. But uh, yeah, I just think that series is over. Um, and... It's not, we've had two blowouts and we've had two really close games, right? And, and this is I'm transitioning, of course, to the Warriors and Lakers now. Um, and that series, I still, I, as I told you last night, like it was, it was a bummer they lost, but I still kind of like what Shaq was saying at the the beginning part of Inside the NBA when I had it on as I was getting getting everything ready for bed. Like, they're still the champs. They're not going to come out like another team that's down 3 1 and just kind of lay an egg in that last game. They're going to still fight because they know they can try, they can come back because they've done it from uh, another series and whatnot. But uh, it's not looking good right now for the Warriors. I will say that. Um, 
and it, it feels like they're just they don't have anyone like stepping up and making shots. Uh, like obviously Curry is doing really well. Like last night they they had a pretty good game plan of getting um, AD on pick and rolls with Steph, right? And then he would assist it to like Gary Payton two. Uh, the second round, <laughs> I call him GP2, so that's sometimes why I throw that in there. But uh, he did really well. Uh, Dream on wasn't a zero on offense, but he wasn't like great by any means. Um, but it's like, really honestly, Poole's been pretty bad. Moody's been a, a somewhat nice surprise, but he hasn't been great offensively. Right. Clay's been hit or miss, but that's I yeah. think the biggest problem. They like Poole, if he could, I, I told you, like if he could do what Curry has been doing. When Curry rests, or in addition to when they're both on the floor together, that would be great. But unfortunately, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. He's just been horrendous this playoff. Right. Unfortunately, because I really like him. And, yeah, I mean, Wiggins hasn't been what he was the season before. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not He's not really have bad series, but he's not what he was against um, against the Kings. So it's been good. I mean, uh, what I was going to just say real quick is like LeBron honestly hasn't had to do all that much. I think he's still leading and in a lot of ways, but he's not had, he's not had to get like 30, 40 every night. You know, he really hasn't. He's been really, what I've watched when I've watched him play a lot this series, he's been reserving it for if he has to do it, he kind of conserves. Like there's that one game where he didn't shoot until like, what like, eight minutes left in the second quarter. Like he went like 13 minutes or so without shooting or maybe even more than that. And, and he just didn't even take a shot. Um, they end up winning that game anyway. That was, I think game three. Right. But uh, yeah, they're just, they're playing really well. Um, this is a scary team because of just AD and, and LeBron and AD uh, LeBron is holding his uh, energy until he needs to expel it and use it. Right. Um, I think Wiggins, why he's been so down this playoff is uh, he's playing LeBron on defense and then on offense um, where he would typically play is he's usually probably playing power forward since they kind of changed up, went smaller uh, right. with the lineup. And I think that's a, just a bad matchup because he's probably going against Vanderbilt or, and he's been okay, but he's not been great. He's been like, kind of, kind of like what you would expect for him prior to last year last year and how he showed out uh he's been probably like a number three number four kind of guy on the team yep yeah for sure and last year he was definitely a number two so i think that at least in this series he's been kind of meh yep yeah and i I do kind of agree it's probably a harder uh just matchup for him somewhat the way they're doing it but one of the things that has surprised me is um, even though who's the guy that they've been playing instead of Looney or starting instead of Looney? Well, they switched it up. They played Jermichael Green for two right. games in games two and three. And then this past game was uh, Gary Payton the second played. Right. Which honestly, like Jermichael Green didn't do that bad considering what he's up against. But mm-hmm. it's just tough, man. That's a, I mean, basically up against AD. And honestly, I don't know. I wonder, though, if, like, maybe they should just go with Looney because he was playing well. Granted, AD is going to be tough whoever they put in. So, uh, But I understand they go smaller 
and faster. It just hasn't got one win. I didn't. I did like what they did offensively. Um, I like the yes. pick and rolls. I thought that Gary Payton did a lot in that game. Um, Draymond, like there was a lot of good assists and good passes around the basket. So I liked that action. I didn't like when Curry would switch and be on LeBron because Curry's not a bad defender by any means. Like he's a he's like an okay defender, right? But against LeBron, he's just gonna get like hit, yeah, push Le- back. LeBron is so much big. It's oh, yeah. not that it's not that Curry's not strong. Mm-hmm. To LeBron, LeBron is just so much bigger than him. So, yeah, and yeah, he's and been, it, they've been missing. They've just like they've been missing shots. Like th- the Warriors have had some trouble scoring. They had a lot of open shots last night to start the first. Like in the first two quarters, they had a lot of open threes, and they just weren't hitting them. Right. And, it's it's been rough again. I I, get, I picked the Lakers to win the series four three, and I'm I'm really shocked at where it is right now. I thought honestly it'd be two two going back to Golden State. Um, I do think Golden State wins tomorrow, and makes it three two. And as I said to you last night, the most important game is Game Six, even yeah. though they have to win tomorrow because that's going to be the one where they have to win in L A. and they got to do it on right. the road. Right. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing. About this series, and I don't want to go too long on it, but you said most everything. But the cool thing I like mm-hmm. is, and we've mentioned it before, how the Lakers just really have depth, but just yeah. players that they have that are like doing, you know, like you don't expect. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Reeves, compared to last series, has been a little bit quieter. He's still done well. Like by no means has he not played well. But then you got like they're just like taking turns, different people like. Um, uh, Russell really stepped up, uh, has stepped up some, and he, he yeah. made some dumb decisions at times. That again, been a, a big help. Then you had who was the guy? Uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, right? Like, he's a name I have heard before, but it's been a long time. And he came in, it's not even that he played a ton of minutes, but he just really, he just really produced it's like. You never know who might come off their bench, it seems, and just play like they've been killing it all season, which is really cool. I think that's awesome, you know, but mm-hmm. that's one thing. And then the second thing is, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how AD has great game, terrible game, great game, terrible, 40 points, yeah, tons of rebounds, and then the next game, Maybe 20 barely shows up, you know, and everything. Last night, first half, he really showed up. Second half, he didn't do much offensively, but I still think he had a great game because he was covering Steph. And he really, as much as anyone can, he really and blanketed Curry pretty darn well. Almost all of his, you know, like energy went to that instead of scoring. I mean, it was very fortunate they had Lonnie Walker the fourth, like really step yes. up last night, right? And, and he did really well. Like I couldn't believe like how because it, it's not like it's kind of like something like uh, how you'd have back in like the early odds, you'd have like Kobe and Shaq. You know, you're, you you expect your two big guys to do it, and then like 
Robert Ori comes in and gets you like 20 one night, and you're just not expecting it. So that's kind of what this team is kind of reminding me of. Um, again, it's more one-sided than I thought it would be after four games. I thought it would be really close to even. I guess it really kind of is. Like, the two games that have been close have been decided. Yeah. Really, they had a chance last night. If they would have, if Steph would have called timeout, they had five seconds. They could have drew, like drawn up a play and maybe try to get a three to tie it, go into overtime. Right. Um, but then each team has had a blowout, so it's like, yep. It's very, it's even. I just thought of the series itself would be more, you know, two two at this point. Um, yeah. A series that I thought honestly seemed over after the first two games will transition over now to Denver and Phoenix. Uh, oh my gosh! Game five yeah. coming up tonight. That's been wild because I did not expect Phoenix to turn around and Booker has looked incredible the last two games. He Holy really, cow. really had. He's looked more like the of the playoffs before uh, year before, like last year in the playoffs. Eh. And he looks even better than he did that like two years ago when they made the finals. He looks even he looks more dominant, like. He like almost like demands the ball and has like such right. a confidence when he plays that it's yeah just wild. And and I think part of that, this is not to knock CP3, but I think a part of that is CP3. So he kind of mm-hmm. has to step up in some ways. Oh, yeah. CP3 maybe wasn't a huge scorer, but he was the general facilitator. Uh, so he's it's caused him to have to step up, and I think that's really helped him. Denver still looks to really be doing good, but those games and mm-hmm. like Den- like the game was so close, and it's my that fault. third quarter. I jinxed it. I <laughs> I'll explain that in a minute, but yeah, uh, that third quarter, and I think it was the last game where it was just like every, everyone was like, it was like one of the best basketball, like. I comment a lot of times the Warriors Kings like game I think it was game one was just incredible. And then you had uh that third quarter between Denver and Phoenix. It was just everyone's hitting. And it was just just almost like perfect basketball that you're watching. And I'm glad Phoenix has come back to make that more of a series because it looks like I I did pick Denver four two and I was like, oof, it looks like they might sweep this thing. And I figured Phoenix would at least get one, but they've they've done really well. KD and, and Booker have had to do a lot. Um, and Jokic went off last game. I mean, he had, like, what, 51 points, I think? 53? Yeah. Something like that? Some, something like that. Yeah, like, something crazy. And I was like, is he going to hit 60? And I was like, no, there's not enough time left. But, yeah, he, he went off. The one thing, like, one of the reasons that game was great was uh, struggling some at scoring the ball, which is going to but he was struggling a little, and so was Gordon mm-hmm. a little bit too. Still, um, uh, but yeah, that's been a great series. I mean, there's there's been some where it looked like Denver was just obviously going to run away with it the way those games have gone, and it's really stepped up. Their biggest enemy is they have no depth. They just mm-hmm. they traded it all. They got KD, but they just don't have depth. Which they are better, I think, with KD. It's just they need another someone can, that's reliable off the bench. Um, right. They had a few players kind of step in the last game, but uh, 
it's mainly been Katie and Booker just accelerating to it like another level. Um, and exactly. Just a little bit more than that they normally would for like the regular season. And it's been, it's been great to watch. And I feel like this could, that series now almost feels like it could go seven. Uh, Maybe. We'll see. I, I mean, it feels like the most, like the, which we'll hit up here in just a second, but it, it feels like, it feels like it's going to go home and home the next two games and then come down Denver. That's kind of what it's, it feels like to me right now. Um, but again, Denver has so many options on on offense. I think tonight Denver comes out and wins. I think they take the lead again just because of all the depth they have and everything. I, I, I do think they win the game, which obviously we're, we're talking about prior to it happening and everything. Right. But, uh, but we yeah, can always... So- a few comments towards the end if we kind of notice how the game's starting to set up or anything. Yeah, I mean, we could be completely wrong, but I do think I do too. I mean, the also it's this thing, like just said, really off the last game, he's not going to be off that often. Mm-mm. So you have another game where Jokic plays really, really well and the normal of Murray being on and or if plays to the level that you kind of think he could i mean then the the last game wouldn't have been close wouldn't have been the nuggets would have still won you know it made it very exciting but if murray is playing like he normally nuggets won that game so uh it's just series as someone is rooting for the nuggets I've been pretty happy. I mean, I was happy with the last game, even though they lost. You know, I was happy with how close it was. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it only went six. Uh, and if tonight's a close one, it'll be totally different. If tonight's a blowout, I don't know if the Suns come back with um, like energy and heart. If they get blown out tonight, they may you know, they may be kind of defeated. And with, uh, speaking of blowout, let's go ahead and, and talk about what's happening right now. Philly. Yeah. I did not ex- Well, first off, I didn't expect them to do well in this series because Boston is honestly on paper, at least the better team. And they've kind of owned Philly. True. And then Philly hit, got the first game. And I was like, okay, well, they'll probably pick up two then in this series. And then the last game, Again, Harden did really well. He's kind of like the key for them. He needs to do well. Um, they tied up two. They just dominated Boston right now. Like, this whole game has just been unreal. Like, right now it's 14 points with a minute yep. to go. And it's like Boston looks like the, the, the whole crowd, the team, everyone looks dejected right now. It's like everyone just looks like in their feelings right now about this action. And it's just wild because I did not anticipate this going, you know, for Boston winning, now it's to go seven. And Philly has a chance to win the series at home the next game. And that's I, that's definitely something I didn't anticipate. I'm kind of I'm, I'm rooting for Philly because I think it'd be kind of neat to see them advance. Oh, but yeah. I did not expect them to dominate like this against Boston. Boston, they've had a lot of questionable things because in game four, with they couldn't get anything set up and they didn't even call right. a timeout with like 10 seconds left. Cause they were just going to like, just kind of run it out. Well, 
when they couldn't get anything set up, you think, okay, well, whatever. It was eight seconds. Let's call timeout. Let's get something set up. Let's get a good shot. And no, they didn't. They got up a shot that was too late. <laughs> it was yeah. just wild. It's just like, just not being, they, they've not been smart with, yeah. Smart, speaking of, like, smart made the shot. Nice three pointer. But he caught, like, he caught the ball with, of a second left, like nothing against him, there was no way he was going to get that shot mm-hmm. off in time. No, not a chance. No. Uh, and and he didn't. It, like he, he he like went into the shoot motion as the buzzer sounded with timeout. He had and then he released. There's what's crazy is as the game ends tonight, one fifteen to three, Harden didn't even. Um, Point. He's drawing the defense, but he only had 17 tonight. He had 10 assists, but only 17 points. And, and who was that, Harden? Yeah, Harden. He didn't even do a ton tonight wow. offensively. But I think I think because he's been playing so well, uh, they've needed the defense has really – and he's still been – he's very much been like the motor in a lot of ways. It's Embiid's team, but Harden's been the motor. But Embiid had 33 – uh, and only four blocks, but he had some powerful blocks. Matt, Matt went off was of, great tonight. He, he went off with 33, and then Harris came in and did really well with uh, with 16, and then Junior had 10. So I mean, they just came out and owned it. They really did. And like they, like you said, like it, whole game, like it was it. I think it wasn't until the half it may have even been the first but definitely early in the, i think it was early in second half the announcers were talking about how like the crowd's just like a mumble it's like as quiet as a stadium full of people and they started booing at one point like they started booing the celtics the crowd did wow. and it was just yeah and it, 18 this is the best thing you can hope for you know like it was just Surprised Boston, as much as I'm not a fan of them, they're definitely better than this. I knew the 76ers could win it. I had no, I had no, I, I was gonna say, I thought. All right, that was wild. So, uh, just I'm just gonna finish up that thought real quick, and uh, that is, um, that I gave Philly a zero percent chance of winning because I had I honestly did not think they had a chance of of winning. I mean, I honestly thought two games would be, and they've already won three. Uh, I definitely didn't would never have expected them to beat the Celtics just because the Boston like I thought Boston and and the Bucks were like two of I would say probably the least top top three teams in the NBA this year oh yeah and so i mean they were they were mm -hmm. and it's i mean because i would say i probably put the nuggets in there as well even though they had low period i probably put the nuggets in there and i never really had much hope in memphis especially with their injuries maybe if they didn't have the injuries i would have feel a little differently but at least those i thought were the three best teams and with the the teams with the best chance to win the actual championship uh heading in so it's just been wild um Again, yeah. rooting for Philly. Uh, I've always, you know, had a soft spot for them because, you know, liking Iverson. But uh, I 
did not expect this at all. So that's been kind of nice. Um, I do want to mention one thing that's not basketball related. Uh, before you do that, before we jump yeah. to basketball, just real quick, I want to explain the jinxing. Oh, yes. I, yes. I, so I think it was the Philly game on Sunday or or Monday. Yeah, Sunday. I think it was the Thanks for my buddy Tom, who I wanted to have on this week, but he has basketball practice. I mean, he has uh, band practice on Tuesdays. Anyways, I was texting with him, and Philly was just like, they were just, like tonight during that game, they were just really in control. And I texted him, basically, I was starting to get a little bored because some of the games recently had been very one-sided. Like, I mean, the Mi- the Miami-New York games, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Lately, and then even, like, one of the L.A. games had been kind of that. Anyway, we were talking about how this the second round has been not as ex- like it. So I was like, I, I specifically said to him, I close thriller games that, like, go down to wire. All of a sudden... Boston starts making this huge comeback <laughs> in the game, and it was like close, just in like down, and it, it did. It turned into that, went down to the wire, and I was like, "Oh no, what did I do?" What? Luckily, they won. I think it was Harden that had the three to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, down to the wire. Then the very was Nuggets and Suns. And that game, fire. super exciting game to watch, even though the like, But again, just like, holy cow, I totally jinxed it. Totally jinxed it. And, you know, like, last night, the jinx ended. <laughs> the LA game was close. Uh, the, it was. The, the entire Nick- time, too. Like, it was never much yeah. of a blowout. Yeah, that was a very exciting game. The Knicks game, not so much. But yeah, I, I by sending that text, jinxed it, especially on Sunday. It was it was rough. Like Tom after that game was one. He was like, that game almost killed me. He's like, I had like five heart attacks in this game, and it was so smooth that for until I sent him that text. So yeah, the jinx is real. That's all. Uh, one one last basketball thing um, I wanted to mention: uh, the NBA lottery is next Wednesday at one of the conference games. So whether it be the East or the Western Conference, it starts. Uh, it could start before next, but that's at least when it's slated to start at the latest. Um, and so the the lottery will be next week. We'll find out which team gets the right to select Wembenyama. Oh yeah, so that's gonna be big. Gonna be big He's... for some teams. Yeah, he's unreal. And just his handles and his shot creation. He's like Durant, but like slightly better handles, like almost like a point guard, the way he can like handle the ball and, and whatnot. It's wild. Yeah, because um, like, a, like a Luca and all, he just started playing professional in his country so young. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been, he's been great to watch. And so the, outs- the other thing I wanted to mention real quick was the um, – the Pirates had a seven-game losing streak, which was just def- so deflating for me. Um, and I watched a lot of these uh, games. 
they lost to the Nationals, which you know, whatever. We we crushed them two games, and then they they played the Rays. Just were terrible defensively. Two of those three games, I forgot the other one. I didn't get to see. I think it was like during the afternoon, or I forgot about it or missed it or something. But yeah. two of the games they were just terrible defensively, and then they against the the Blue Jays, um, uh, they yeah they just didn't have it. One game got rained out, uh, and I forgot about it. And then I went to go check it. It was like over and eight one. I was like, geez, that was that wasn't even a game. Uh, they Oof. did win last night to to end it, but then tonight they lost ten to one. It was it was just bad tonight. Like their pitching was terrible. Fielding yeah. wasn't great. Just not a not a good game. Sounds like it wasn't a good game. I mean, in their defense against the Rays, the Rays are like the best team in baseball right now. Yeah. At the time, the Pirates were second best, right? Yes. So you knew this was likely coming at some point. Yeah, they came back down to earth a little bit. I mean, they're still okay. I think right now they're 21-16, which, I mean, you know, definitely still in, like, the hunt and everything, but we'll we'll kind of see. Uh, hey, they won the games you're supposed to win, you know, against those bad teams. And, again, still sticking with them. Still going to still want to go to a, a game or two this season, so. Yeah, been, been a lot of fun to watch. I did watch like the game tonight. Um, uh, let's. I, I went. I meant to. I totally forgot to mention this. Um, let's go. We'll connect to the two halves uh, of the episode. Uh, just we can talk about it for a little bit. We'll have to get like in deep in the weeds or anything. Uh, let's uh, go out of bounds and talk about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three, which we both watched. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, for I meant that. to mention this and I forgot. So, okay, we're, uh, if you've not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 3, this would be when you uh, kind of fast forward for a little bit. Maybe uh, you take a look at this and I always put when we go to the second half. Uh, so you may want to do that right now because we're going to talk. There'll be spoilers. Um, but I thought, I mean, I didn't read anything like, say, like bad reviews or anything, but like I didn't, I guess I wasn't like as, um, down as I was like heading into Thor or anything like I didn't expect bad things at all and then uh I watched it this weekend and really liked it like it was probably the best Marvel movie since Avengers Endgame I'm gonna say because the only one I've even put close to that was Spider-Man Far From Home and it still had parts I didn't really care for and I thought this just nailed everything from fun to, like beginning for the most part this whole movie worked I really liked it and yeah. I'd say this has probably been my favorite one since uh Endgame yeah, I saw it today. It was a wonderful experience because there was only like maybe four people in the entire theater. And I, no one was anywhere near me. When I started to get sleep, I always do. I literally, I was literally able to like stand up and like walk around a tiny bit just to get the blood flowing again. <laughs> so I didn't fall asleep. Not because of the movie, just because that's me in a dark theater. One. One of the best Marvel movies. One of the best. It is definitely... Uh, I still love... And I know there's some things that people... You know, like... And you can nitpick. But I still love Far From Home. So I don't know if this was better than Far From Home to me. I just... The whole nostalgia of all three Spider-Man just was let so me, incredible. Let me interrupt for one second. Oh, I think we're meaning... Are we meaning No Way Home? Because I think I miss... I miss... I yes. gave the wrong... No, way home, yes, right. You're right. The third one. No. Okay, that's what I was meaning. Yes. Okay, and I think sorry. that's what you were meaning too. And I wanted to make sure because I think I meant to say that. I think I meant to said the wrong Spider-Man because they're all at yep. home in it. 
but you led me astray. You led me astray. But yes, I mean, no way, no way home. I just, I still loved it. I thought that was so cool having all three and I just, but this movie was just as good and it probably is a, it's probably a better movie. It's just the me, the nostalgia and all the feels of that one. But this was so good. Yeah. I wasn't huge on the second Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, it was an enjoyable movie as they all have been. James Gunn is a great maker, but like the story, I just didn't care about as much. I don't know. I didn't connect with it as much, but it was good. It was definitely good. It was better than Thor Love, um, or oh, better yeah. than the better than the last Ant Man, which is a whole lot of fun. But it's just. It's a movie in total. It's like, really? This is like too much. It was fun, but it just didn't do anything. Uh, but yeah, this movie was great. All the feels, so many feels. It got dark. They dropped the F-bomb once. Uh, all the characters were so well done. I joke about like having a thing for Nebula, even though like I've never... Love that character. So, like, she's my least favorite character of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like main characters, at least, and she was incredible. Also, yeah. if if you have, I thought it was really cool. If you have not watched the Christmas special Guardians of the Galaxy that came out, you need to watch it because this not imperative, but basically for them living where they where they um, were in that movie. So it's just really important. I think it plays a major role. Uh, it was really, really cool that it immediately it tied into that. Some other tie-ins about Kevin Bacon and stuff that really plays a part. So great execution. It made you so emotional. I've heard so many people say they cry. I did not. I definitely got in the feels, you know, like everyone I've talked has said this was an incredible movie. And so far, the hype, or from was real. It was really that good. Yeah, I mean, I really liked... Um, I really liked how they gave a nice little backstory of uh, Rocket, which I wasn't expecting at all. I mean, I guess I was expecting it to a degree. I, just, I mean, it was... I wasn't expecting to like it as much, I guess, Um as was portrayed, it was it was great. They did a nice job of like kind of, this is if so. If you don't know, this is the last James Gunn movie, um, or last Marvel movie James Gunn is doing uh, before he goes to DC to kind of head that extended universe. Yeah. Um, but I thought one it it definitely he definitely has his own unique um, take and flair in these movies that he's uh, he's done all three guardians movies. And again, when I first saw the first guardians, like I went to go see it cause it was a Marvel movie. I had Same. no clue about the characters and I loved that movie. And this is this one I'd kind of put on that same pedestal. Like I have to watch the second one again to really kind of give some feedback. I didn't dislike it, but I don't know if I like it as much as the first and third ones. Like I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I like the backstory it got you caring about the the friends that Rocket made in um, oh my gosh 
his experimentation, like when they were experimenting and kind of working, those like those characters and everything, like it really, for, it's not like it's not like okay, we've had a bunch of movies like Spider Man. Um, how you could care about that because you've seen those Spider, you've seen those Spider Man over the years, and you've watched those movies, and then to kind of see them all come together, that was really cool. But this, you don't know those friends or anything, you don't know much of his backstory, and then to to actually get kind of like like see that on screen and and really be like okay you're like connecting with these characters that you just don't know you have no relationship with or anything and he did it really really well um very 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 sad um yeah but still just executed very well um the script was good i think it did a nice job of like incorporating all of the different guardians and each giving them like their own screen time. I thought it was really cool how they're kind of like each doing their own thing afterwards. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, have been doing guardians for years as far as like a team themselves, but then they're each kind of like doing their own thing post guardians. Like they're still at, like they have like their own life or whatever, like Peter Quill's going back home. Uh, right. Nebula and Drax are raising all these kids that were uh, in this, uh, prison i guess or jail if you want to call it yeah. that uh yeah the- and then mantis is just gonna go find herself and and see because you know she's always been doing whatever other people want to do so she's gonna go do her own thing and so that's kind of cool to see yeah it really is and like and you got star lord went back home he and dad and like he thought his granddad like wanted nothing to do with him and immediately his granddad's like obviously so happy that he's there but all mm-hmm. of that, and like, you know, you have, um, I always say her name wrong, Gamora. Uh, Gamora. Uh, Gamora. Such a different mm-hmm. character now because she does not remember her time with the at all. So that Yeah, she's from another timeline, this version. Yeah, it's such a sad. So much. It's such a, like, just a sad thing because. I feel like any fan was so happy when her and Star-Lord finally did get together, despite that times. And then for this whole thing, like, he is wanting her back, and it's just not going to happen. But ended up helping them out, you know, like, and even though she didn't remember the friendship she had with um, with Rocket, it still played a role, and it seemed like she started without, they never fully said it, but it does seem like she starts really caring about saving rocket even though she mm-hmm. did not rem- she didn't still have that relationship that she had in the past with him and then like like he's so good with kids and like you mentioned the kids that they save it in, in the movie that's the whole nebula and drax are going to watch over and take care of these kids and what's the name the planet like they live on nowhere um I think that's the name of where they live. I thought of it earlier, and now I'm like, now you mentioned it, I'm just like thinking, like with like no uh, thought in my head about what is. I think nowhere is right. It's where uh, the collector lived, I believe. Or yeah, I think that's where it is. And so they're all going to be there, and they have a home now. And like Drax is like Drax. You're Drax the Destroyer, but you've always, you know, because that was always the big part of his storyline, and you were reminded of it in this movie that he lost. His that he lost his daughter, and so like that was really cool. It was all good, you know. Like Rocket is now the leader of the new group of the Guardian. It was just like it was funny. 
it was exciting. It was really dark at times. Like, oh, honestly, yeah. if you were, if you're, we have some friends that are this way. If you're someone that really cannot watch um, animal brutality, it's going to be a hard movie to watch because you see the experimentation done on like Rocket. You see how he becomes how he is and also the other animals that he's with and stuff. So you see a lot of that. Uh, and that's really dark. Um, mm-hmm. But it also it causes you to hate this villain so much. And which one of the best villains they've had in Marvel, I would say, like one of the best. Yeah, I, I thought he, uh, it was he, he did a great job as that villain. Like it wasn't my favorite, but you definitely disliked him for sure. Like he definitely did a job as far as making you dislike him and at least care about disliking him versus just like kind of being like, eh, because <laughs> like that can't happen from time to time. You're just like, whatever, I don't really care. Um but yeah, I mean, they did a nice job with like the character growth. Um, you had mentioned uh, Nebula, how she kind of grew uh, to really just kind of be hard on people. It seems like, but then she just kind of was more understanding towards the end. And Drax, like how he uh, is realizing things about himself. It, it was just really cool as far as seeing the character growth um, from you know the start of this movie, you know the start of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to this this final movie. Overall, loved it. Like I thought it was yeah. fantastic. I definitely want to watch again for sure. Um, again, you mentioned it. It does have some. There are some some things in there. You know, just depending, you may like. Oh, okay. But like overall, I thought it was very very well done. Uh, I am curious to see what he's going to do with like. I think Superman is his first movie that he's going to do. And not like a big DC guy. Like the one I really care for, honestly, is like Batman. Um, I really enjoyed the Robert Pattinson Batman. I thought that was a very, very solid movie. And I know we talked about it in one of our episodes. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what he does with Superman. I think that comes out in 20. So it's just crazy. Yeah, we got to see. I mean, there's the Flash still coming out that everyone swears is an excellent movie, despite all the uh, Ezra Miller problems. And I'm excited for it. If for no other reason than Michael Keaton is back as Batman. Uh, it even has the uh, Batmobile, or it looked like it. Looked, based on a trailer I saw today, it looks like the Batmobile from Michael Keaton's era, which I think is just incredible. Uh, but... I am ex- I'm excited for DC to hopefully be better because James Gunn is doing it. But at the same time, that's a very hard. He's got a hard road to hope, as they yeah. say, because it's good. And it's doing a writer's strike, which who knows what's going to happen, which brings me to my next point. Was great for Marvel. But at the same time, it was a great movie because James Gunn did it. Now, mm-hmm. are they going to be able to pull off stuff this good with their other people? Because the last few just haven't been that great. Also, you got the writer's strike going on right now. So if that doesn't get resolved, uh, uh, the new Daredevil series that's coming out, on hold because of the writer's strike. Yeah, any any scripted TV show, um, any like nightly, uh, your late show, 
um, your last week tonight that I watch, all those shows are just on hold right now because depending how long this goes, uh, we had it back in, I think 2007, 2008, uh, I just remember heroes on. And I remember that like a lot of the shows being affected to where they went from like, say, 20, 22 episodes to like 14, 13 because of the strike by the time they resolved it. Uh, I hope it gets resolved soon just because, you know, fan of good TV and whatnot. Um, But yeah, we'll see. Um, As far as most of the Marvel movies, again, this isn't being harsh. And I read a really good article off to share it to you. Uh, Paste had it. Um, I think it was yesterday I read it and I think they you really cared about these characters you're invested in the they they everything kind of like t- you're invested in the bad you're invested in all this stuff and I feel like that since phase three ended they haven't done a really good job of making you they've been introducing too many characters I think like new characters I mean I know you have to do new characters because you know you have some people not doing their you know, you don't have Iron Man, you don't have Captain America. I know you don't have these certain roles, but I think you have these people coming that people just don't care about, to be honest. And I don't know how you fix it. Right. Um, Jonathan Majors obviously is in some legal trouble. Um, yeah, that's enough. Ranch. He was set up to be yeah crucial. And now what's going to happen? Are they just going to recast him? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's so many there's so many questions still. Um, and, it, and honestly, if it was just, if, if it after this, if it was just like the first three phases, just something super special and caught a moment at a time, then that's what it did. Uh, but uh, really everything outside of phase three, or I'd say after the Avengers movie, I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home, I thought did a pretty good job. And uh, this movie, I thought these were the two best. Everything else has been kind of just okay. Or like, yeah. I'll watch it, but not been like blown away by it. Like I am looking forward to uh, Marvel's. I think I might be the one of the few people actually was really excited about it. I don't have any hopes for it whatsoever. Uh, I think it looks fun. Cause I, I like a lot of those characters. I like Ms. Marvel. I thought that that was a good, good show. Um, I like, uh, uh, Carol Danvers, I think she's great. Um, so, looking forward to seeing it. And I think November when it comes out, if nothing gets delayed or anything, I think it's supposed to come out in uh, November. Uh, I don't know about um, Secret Wars. I think that was supposed to come out next month, but I would imagine most of it's filmed already. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So that probably I... still is on track to come out next month, but you never know. Things get moved around because of the strike. But uh, yeah, I'm I looking mean, forward it... to seeing what they do with it. Yeah, I mean, it's same. Jackson. Mm-hmm. So you would think it would be a little bit different, you know? So, like, some of the TV shows have been fun. She Hulk was fun, but how's that going to work with like a movie? It. Yeah. With a movie, I don't know how that's going to work. It, Ms., um, Ms. Marvel TV show started off incredible. Mm-hmm. Flustered there near the end. It really yeah. did, but it was still. I do really like that character. So, I'm, I do, I am looking. Just real quick, and I'll pretty well be done. I think part of the problem is a lot of these characters. Well, for one, man, while that movie was fun, the last Ant Man just did not do much. It was no. another down. It was another downer. And like you said, some of the 
characters they're they're having to phase out. These are characters that we've known about. Even a huge Marvel fan, you knew those names from yeah for the movies coming out. Ms. Marvel, um, I, a lot of these characters that they're bringing in are so comics in general that just a lot of a lot of people don't know if you're not a big you don't know these characters i didn't know these characters i just recently got back into comics in the last year or two and those haven't been the comics i've got into so it's like these are a lot of characters i didn't know i mean so spider-man and dr strange are almost it because when thor i think hemsworth was talking about doing less uh so we just don't so that i think that's part of you have characters that people aren't as invested in from the jump. They're not as excited to see because they didn't grow up reading and or watching for so long. So that I think is a big part of it. And I didn't even think about that until we were having this conversation right now, but yeah, the, introducing these new characters that are, that are not huge comic readers at all. Yeah, and I think the one they could have had, and it's just untimely, is Black Panther. I think that's one right. that they could have uh, kind of had that treatment with. Her. They could have made him more of like a, but then you know, obviously Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. Like he passed away. Right. So the, that was a very good movie. I will say again, I, we didn't mention that, but that was high. Last movie was better, but that that everything has been. That was still a very good movie, the second one. But yeah, who we, you invested in, maybe, uh, I don't know if they're going to bring him back, but, I mean, really, the villain was the, was about, because, again, that's a, that's a character everyone has known. I mean, he was the, he Kill ended Monger? up late. No, 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 the second movie. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, um. My mind went totally blank again. Uh, again, it's a lack of sleep. Given in uh, Namor. Yes. Yeah, though he'll I mean, be back. I, I don't think yeah. I don't know if it'll be a villain role or like an anti-hero role or whatnot. Right. But I think he'll come back. Yeah, I uh, think they're it, definitely going to bring him back. But he's one of the only ones that they've recently brought in, and he was one of the reasons that movie did so well because again, people were excited to see him. Because mm-hmm. he's been around for a long time, and he did a great job with that role. I know. I think we did that lately um, in one of our episodes where I thought he did an excellent job. The, yes. the movie itself was fine, but you had, and I get it. It, it was like it wasn't a bad movie, but it was like definitely the upper half of Marvel. I would say. I, I feel like at least because I think that I heard today when I was listening to a podcast, they have this is the thirty second film. Holy in the cat. MCU's. So I think it feels probably towards the top. I don't know where exactly it would be. Probably, you know, probably like 15, 16, maybe 17, somewhere in that range. Again, because you have to think about all the movies. I feel like I'd have to rewatch some of them. But uh, again, and that's Black Panther 2 I'm referencing here. But it was still, for what they had to do, I think it accomplished a lot. But I don't think it, Black Panther 1 was so special. And right. captured such a moment. I just thought it was fantastic. And the second one, although I I liked it, it might be a better quality movie, but I really liked the first one a lot. Um, yeah. But I think 
again, I th- I feel like that. Th- and then this is my only qualm, and then we can kind of like move on. But I feel like, I feel like a lot of it is cookie cutter in a way. Like they try to bring in a new character, they try doing the same thing. I feel like almost you need to switch it up because like after 32 movies, it's like, okay, we get it. If we're going to get these different characters, why don't we try a different style? Like, like how the last Batman was such a different departure from the other Batman movies. Like it showed his detective um, aspect, which wasn't really uh, in the other movies. Like, why don't you do something different with one of the characters where it's like a real, not like just an origin story or not just like a, a, fight scene at the end that kind of draws everyone but like something that's really just totally different tonally and just like a shock to the system and just some kind of like doom blood or something right and I, kind of I nice that's what they're I think that's what Samuel L. Jackson is going to bring for us I do think that because he has powers and all of that I mean yes he's in shield and such but I think I think that will help uh, that's going to be a little more, I think, kind of like a spy, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's detective, but kind of like a spy thriller type yeah, of movie. That, that's what I would say. And I'm again, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Again, I love the Marvel stuff. So I'm, I always like check it out. It's not like I'm like, like I, w- I refuse to not do it. But I think the big one for them to really nail and get right is fantastic when it comes out like they gotta yeah. do better than any other fantastic four movie that's been out and they have to nail dr doom because you know he's gonna be a big bad if not in that movie he's gonna loom somewhere over the universe and they right. gotta nail those two that's what they have right. to nail in x-men when it comes out at some point x-men some point when they start showing so again you have dr doom huge character people are waiting on they're excited to see like that's a big one Fantastic Four. People are waiting on. Still have these. They're not all new. They still have. We've gotten so much new stuff. We were saying, but they got some coming that have been around. So that will be very helpful. These are people that have we haven't seen that we will be excited about. You know, and then you got um, you got the pool, which is going to be good. I have no doubt that movie oh, yeah. is going to be good. I mean, it's just. It's going to be good. So, at least to, to uh, so. And yeah. speaking of looking forward to, I guess not really, because I'm not really looking forward to it. I did want to, I have zero music to recap as far as like any releases or anything, but I did go to an incredible concert last week. And yes, are we I going to side to B? How, yeah, we're going to side B officially now from Out of Bounds. Nice. All right, so side B music. So the person needs to be up about thirty minutes. Uh, anybody yeah, I, that, if they didn't want to get spoilers, twenty minutes before we start talking about just Marvel in general. So yeah, we had about thirty minutes, twenty minutes, and then you know this this next part, which will be side B. And um, as I smoke my AJ Fernandez New World cigar, this is one of my favorite cigars it really really is it's always so good and it's probably gonna give me a little bit of a headache because i'm smoking it too fast because i'm talking to you and not uh, myself it's a um and it's a thicker cigar anyways Just halfway through as we go to this next part um yeah that plug is i have uh committed to 
my cigar every episode that I'm smoking one. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I can't. I got into uh, talking about the concert. Like, I can't remember what I mentioned last episode. Like, if I talked because I know we recorded on Tuesday. I don't know if I knew about the beer or talked about the beer. So, um, my goal was to basically once I left uh, work to go downtown. Uh, to there's a, a local brewery um, slash restaurant it's called Morgantown Brewing Company, and they have this series called Listen To. And okay. It's uh, it's it's like Listen To, and it'll be like Dolly Parton or Shania Twain or Britney Spears, and they're all fruit or like sour beers. They're all like fruit forward, sometimes sour, sometimes tart. And so they brewed one for the Snail Mail show called Listen to Snail Mail, and it was like cola. Uh, with cherry and vanilla. Um, and so I was like, okay, I have to try this. Like, it's a must. Wait, wait. Cola? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of, like, cola being in a beer. So there was only one other beer that I've had kind of similar to this. And it was done by Evil Twin. And it was, uh, and it's very reminiscent of it. And so this, it was called uh, Cola, oddly enough. And, um, it tasted it had the the this it would taste sweeter it was supposed to be a sour but it honestly tasted and this is the evil twin of beer i'm talking about it tasted actually kind of sweet um and it was more of like if you had a cuz beer's not as carbonated so it was almost right. like a non car like if you had your soda out on the counter for a little bit as far as like the carbonation level and it tasted sweet more than anything. I really liked that. I actually gave it really high, uh, like as far as like a rating on untapped, but to take it back to this one, I wasn't expecting the same thing, but it's, it's listed as a sour, but it's conditioned on cola cherries, the, the snowmail beer. And it actually tasted – it was incredible, but it did remind me of that Evil Twin one because it wasn't as sour as much as it was sweet. It had a little bit of sweetness. Really, I, I'll be honest, like I didn't – I tasted cherries, but it wasn't like a tart or a sour like you get with your normal fruited beers. I loved it. It was incredible. Um, it was a low ABV. It was like 4%. So I get there and I get like cause most times I'll go to like and you've been with me. If I go and, and get a draft, I'm most of the time getting like a half pour so I can try different ones. Well, no, I was all about trying this one, and um, I go in and get like a 16 ounce right away because I know I'm gonna I'm gonna try and it's incredible. Uh, I tried actually I had two of them at Morgantown Brewing Company and oh, then nice. a taster of another, but it was so good and I didn't know if I'd be able to get it again because they're canning it. But you know, I'm not trying to like hold on to a bunch of cans or anything. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know when they'll run out of it or anything like that. So I thought I'm going to take advantage of it and I'm going to have two. And so after I had two and I had like the, the taster size of another beer, um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to cool it now. Like I'm definitely not buzzed or anything, but you know, I can tell that I've, I've had a couple beers. So I'm just going to wait. And so my next goal is like, I'm going to go to the record store. So I've, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that we've never had really what you call a record store in Morgantown. It's always been like, Occasionally, maybe you find something like at a thrift store or you go to Walmart or Target, Barnes and Noble, Best Buy, like that's what you're getting kind of like when you're if you're getting records, which are great. But, you know, you're not getting a lot of like, you know, that record store stuff. You're getting a lot of like 
for the most part, more of like probably uh, major label kind of stuff. Right. They're stores and, that happen to carry records. Yeah. And so uh, uh, it's actually right across from the venue. And so I went there and I just wanted to look at everything first. So they had a decent amount of stuff. Like some of it was great. Like they had great prices on some of the things. Other stuff wasn't like there was one record and I can't, I know, I know it was a Foo Fighters record and that there was another one too. They had the color and the shape by the Foo Fighters. And this one just sticks out in my mind. Oh, I know that's probably so... like, I would say that's probably like a 30 to $35 record for that. If you're going to get it most places. And it was like 45 there. Hmm. And there was another record and this one. I can't remember. I think it was over in the punk section and it was a record that I know is not $51, but that's what it was priced as. And I was like, that's a little oh. high on that. Ooh. But they had some records that were still like fine. Like uh, I ended up, I wanted to buy something if they had something I liked, which they had a few records. Um, so one I looked at was Thrice uh, um, Delusion of Safety, which I still don't have on vinyl. Uh, they had it there for 22 but it was like a variant, which it's okay, but like I thought it wait. Um, I ended up getting Deftones Diamond Eyes because I really do like that album a lot and it was like $27 and most of the time it's like about 25 or 26 online so that was a pretty good price um, I did look for Simon Garfunkel since the, used, the 7 inch is the electric version not the acoustic and they didn't have uh, Wednesday morning 3am I looked and uh, they had a few other good things like I mean honestly they did have some nice stuff uh, I was kind of impressed i don't know you know how how it always be but it was, it was pretty solid like I, I enjoyed it um i rolled out around seven because i didn't want to be that guy since they closed at seven i guess they stayed a little open uh stayed open a little later that because of the show and uh gotcha. after there went to the show uh so i think it was like not later than 705 that i was standing in line and I knew I wanted to get close to the stage. That's why I wanted to just go in right away. And I wanted to see the opener. So it's not like I just want to get close. I also actually want to see Daisy. And I couldn't remember the second band. I actually forgot there was like a third band there that was the second band. I thought there was an, like Daisy was the opener and then it was Snowmail. Um, but uh, I get in there. First thing I do is go check out merch. And lo and behold, what do they have? They have Valentine. The heart-shaped edition that you've been trying to get that I think you lamented on the last episode. Yes, yes, yes. You were you were my hero for this. Yeah, and it was the same price I paid for my online. It was forty bucks, which is good. Um, so I mean, like, I I forgot you had said just go ahead and buy it. I was going to anyway because I knew you'd want it, but I was just kind of trying to confirm. So I sent you a message and I was like, "Wake up!" <laughs> I was like, "They have the snowmail vinyl." Because I, I responded, you didn't say anything for a couple minutes, and, and I was like, not asleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, w- I went ahead and bought it anyway, of course. Um, but yeah, they did have it. I was going to try to get signed. That didn't work out because um, I did take a red Sharpie because just with the cover and everything, it would have looked sick with red, but I didn't get a chance to meet Lindsay. Um, That's okay. <laughs> yeah. They they had really nice stuff. And uh, I, I, I was holding off on shirts because, you know, I'm going to another concert next week and everything. But uh, again, I got your record. And so um, Daisy was fine. Daisy, honestly, I'd have to listen to them record it again because there was a lot of – they were the opener. And uh, they were in an article that The Ringer did about the hardcore scene being more prominent again. Uh, they were one of the bands name dropped in that article. And I was like, oh, cool. They're opening for Snail Mail. I'm definitely down to check them out. And I think they're from Baltimore or, or that area, the DMV area. Um, 
but uh, they kind of reminded me, honestly, of like sonically, at least live. And I'm again, I would have to listen to the recorded again because it's been a while. Uh, it kind of reminded me of um, Eve Six <laughs> or oh. like a like a '90s alternative band in a way. And Eve Six sounded kind of like the most like when I was listening to them live. I was like, they kind of reminded me of Eve Six in a way. So that was wild. They the again, 90s, I, listen. I was gonna say the nineties are definitely coming back. The nineties stuff. So Yeah, and it just it was kinda interesting there because I don't think recorded they reminded me of E six or anything like nineties. There might have been some influences I heard, but I wouldn't listen to it again just because uh, that was wild seeing it live. I was like, Oh, this is not kind of what I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be more shoegazy. Cause I feel like when I listen to them recorded that's kind of what they sounded like it was more of like a shoegaze kind of tone so that's kind of like what was throwing me off there a little bit um and also i should mention the the venue actually had the beer as well which i didn't realize they were gonna have um or i just would have like went to the other beer spot and then just got beer at the, the the concert but i didn't realize they were gonna actually have it there so um, I ended up getting a, because at that point I had been already looking at vinyl for an hour and I had been at the show probably for at least 20 some minutes. Uh, I ended up getting another beer because again, I didn't want to take advantage of getting that snow beer while I could. And um, Daisy was fine. The second band though, blew me up, like blew me away. I could not believe it. They're called, I kept getting their name wrong. It's Water From Your Eyes is the band. And I kept call I, I kept calling them like water from her eyes or or their eyes, and it's water from your eyes is the band. Uh, the entire time, they kind of remind me of. It sounded great live because it sounded very chaotic, but in like a really good way. It, it was like a very entertaining chaos musically. Like there's so much going on musically, with like the different so- sounds they were doing. It was two guitar players and the singer, and that was it. Like everything else was like like it was drum loops and everything, but it was sounded really good. Huh, and there's so, it was there's so much going on. It just kept you really interested in it, and sound it, it all had a familiar sound, but nothing sounded the same. Like it was all varied, and they were just blowing my mind. It, it sounded like it kind of remind. There were parts of it that reminded me of LCD LCD sound system. There are parts of it that remind me of VIA Yaz. Uh, what's the other band? There's another band. Um, I want to say it was like a New York band too. That kind of, all these things were kind of coming together, and it's like, man, this sounds like a band that came out of like the New York scene in the early aughts, you, to like mid aughts. Yeah, you did mention that, which I need. I, I need to use this as a reminder because you were so uh, hyped on them while you were watching them, like messaging me that I meant to listen to them, and then I've just forgotten. But you specifically did say they definitely sounded like a band that- out of New York. Yeah, they. I was like, this band sounds like a New York band. They sound like they came out of that early aught scene, and like my my general reaction, like my first reaction, like to some of the stuff they were doing, like two or three songs in, was like, holy fucking fuck! <laughs> I just loved what they were doing because it sounded so cool. Like they they just were doing different things, and and keeping your attention. Like, and I had not listened to this band more than probably like two or three songs, like heading in, and. uh it was awesome. Like it was, it was so good that I was like, I'm going to buy how many of the records they have back there. If they have two vinyl, I'm buying two <laughs> vinyls. 
Like I loved it. And I, I did uh, see an article um, earlier that day where they have an album coming out and I thought it was maybe coming out like the next day. Cause it was, it's kind of weird to see an article about it, like anticipated albums in May. And then, you know, I was thinking it'd be the next day. It's actually coming out May 26th. So that's definitely something that's on my radar because again, really, really enjoyed them. Um, loved their set. I don't know how many songs they played, but even some of the songs recorded from their last record, uh, which I did buy on vinyl, they did have it there. And so again, I will always, I, if, if you like your nice. if you like bands and you see them live, uh, if you're going to see a band you like, if you happen to be, Oh man, this band's really cool. Like my experience was always buy from the band at yes. the venue, they yes. get the most money from that purchase. So if you want to support your bands, do that. Could I have got that record cheaper online, like Discogs from a reseller or from a record store or something? Yes. But I'm really glad I got to support that band. I gave a tip to them because they were so awesome. They really entertained. They were my fit. I love snail mail. It's not that I didn't like snail mail. They were my favorite thing that night. I right. loved Water From Your Eyes. So, and it's, so good live. It's always good when a band all just like blows you away like that so it's where you know what to expect you've seen snail mail so yeah mm -hmm. always that's such a high point when that happens uh, yeah i i love this band so much um so uh, i'll just uh real cut to the end so like i want to go get and i'll call, go back to snail mail so i wanted to get the record after the show and i would have bought if they would have had another record there on vinyl, I definitely would have bought it. So I, I asked people in line, like, Hey, you guys are staying in line for snowmail, right? And they're like, yeah, uh, at their merch. And so, um, I said, well, I'm just, if it's cool with everyone, I'm just going to go stand here. Cause I just want to buy something from water from your eyes. So, like, I don't want to stand in this whole line for snowmail when I just, you know, want to get something from them. But I did want to like, cause you know, I, I had, uh, I wasn't completely sober at that point. I was a little, a little high, but, um, <laughs> but I didn't, so I didn't want to like start talking to them or anything, but I really just want to be like, man, you got, I, I didn't say it, but like in my mind, I'm thinking like you, I want to be like, you guys were incredible tonight. Like I really, you won me over with your performance. Like, and again, I like the, I listened to this record on Saturday and I like the vinyl. It sounds really good, but these songs live are even better. Like, if gotcha. you listen to the record, it's good. This is the this is the one I think came out in like 2022 or 2021. It's the white cover with like the black uh, figure on it. Structure. Very good. I, I pulled it up. I put it up on Discog. Structure is yeah. It's um eight songs. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And one is like a different version. I think it's called quotations, and one is called uh, quotations that actually is in quotations. Yeah. Uh, very good. I would say it's like an EP album and live though is just remarkable. It's absolutely outstanding. So again, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, loved their show. Glad I got the vinyl. Um, yeah. Big fan of that. Uh, Snowmail was awesome. I was literally like one person was in front of me and that's how close I was to the stage. It was great. I was like right in front of the you know center stage. It was loud as hell because there was a speaker right there. Like my ears were buzzing a little bit afterwards. I forgot to take my um, earplugs because usually I don't stand in front, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but I, you know, being I should have known, like, hey, I'm going to be standing in front to take them, and I forgot. But it was a great show. Um, they play full. Uh, she played full control. That that's one was hit or miss from a few set lists I had checked out on the store, and I was really hoping she played full control. So when they when they were setting up for uh, Snowmelt to come out. Uh, 
I took my camera and took a picture of the set list and then just kind of flipped my phone around so I could see which songs they were playing. And I was like, oh, cool. They're playing Full Control. This is great. Uh, so, yeah, overall, gr- great set from her. Um, like I said, didn't get a chance to meet her or anything at the end. That's fine. Um, it was one of those nights that, like, I just want to get home soon. Actually, it did a pretty good job. I think it was, like, the show was over about 10 to 11. And that's after the encore and everything. And then I kind of waited around and had another beer trying to, like, see if they were going to come out at all so I could try to get a signature. Uh, they did just cashed out, and then I made it home by, like, 11.30. So, nice. uh, overall, a f- experience. I love the local shows, especially, you know, considering I had a beer and still made it home at 11.30 is incredible uh, after the show ended at 10.50. So, good night. Uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it record store and everything beer was awesome that the local brewery did uh just fantastic job with that and uh yeah that's kind of all i want to say about the concert but it was incredible and then next up on the docket is uh, a week from uh tomorrow on wednesday if you're listening now i guess it'd be a week from today uh i'll be seeing turnstile and blink 182 so holy cow yeah yeah two two good ones really close together like that so yeah I got I got one question about the snail mail. Uh, she played much new stuff. She played one new song saw her last September, and it was probably the heaviest song I know of. And it it was very '90s feeling, which she's always had some of that in there, but it was very '90s in my opinion. And again, it was like probably the heaviest song I've heard of her. So I'm just curious. Did did she play much new stuff? New stuff. I think she had sixteen songs on the set list. And give me one second here. I'm just going to the snail. She obviously played Valentine. Uh, she played Ben Franklin, Headlock, uh, Forever Sailing, Madonna, Glory, and she played Mia as well, and said all. So she played like not eight songs on that record. Yeah. She might have played automated. I'd have to double check, but she played at least eight songs from the ten song record. Nice. But anything that like, like anything that was brand new? No, nothing brand new. It was all either from that record um, or Lush because she's played. She played Pristine, Speaking Terms, I believe Heatwave, uh, Golden Dream for sure, Full Control. So at least five from that record, if not six. Those are the ones okay. that stand out. So, yeah, she played about eight and six. So it was about, you know, out of a 10-song album, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was just wondering, because I really, I liked the new song that she played there. Uh, they had not really played it much. I don't think it was the time. It may have been the first time playing it live. I don't remember. But I was just curious about that, because I enjoyed wondering if she's been playing new stuff more. So, But it sounds she decided not to for you for that show at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just curious about that. So I think you'll like at least that song if they stick with it. I don't know. I mean, it may change. They may have, and it, who knows? Because it was so new. But yeah, I mean, sounds like experience, and I have to remember to check out "Water from Your Eyes." So, oh, uh, one other thing about the night. So. There's this that I posted on Twitter and on Facebook. So again, told you wasn't completely sober, a little high that night. 
And uh, <laughs> I was taking an Uber home, and uh, the the driver had like radio on. I don't know if it's satellite or like a you know one of the local stations, but they had the radio on. And the Gs was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna," and it was like, "I didn't know I was gonna play," but the Gs were like, "We're gonna throw it back now," and I was like. Oh man, it'd be so cool if they were gonna play Brandy right now. I have no idea. I don't listen to Brandy. I have no idea why I thought that in that moment. But I was like, it'd be so cool if they play Brandy. And all of a sudden, the boy is mine with Monica came on. It's Brandy and Monica. Right. And I just was like, holy shit! I was like, you gotta be kidding me right now. <laughs> <laughs> that My is... mind was so blown over that. I was like, man, it'd be so cool if they played. Came on. I was like, what? <laughs> It was wild. Wild. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's crazy. That is that's nuts. So you didn't have any right? None. None whatsoever. I was really shocked when I checked it out on Friday. I was like ex- Yeah. I, I, uh, I on the other hand had a few like this was a big weekend for me for releases uh stuff that came out so drain proof ah yes which that's an album will come out soon since i uh hopefully i'll get it soon i know that it's like been prepared for shipping it's actually shipped yet um but last i checked over the weekend they were preparing to ship it it said uh that was one i ordered it and scat order but um luckily revolver didn't do like some stores do and it's completely fine i'm okay i'm okay with it when they do this but they just do once one time you order something in an order it all ships together right but i already had the scowl you know um so i've had it for a few weeks now but so on uh, on living proof but oh my gosh it's such a f- album it's on the he- harder punk side uh, close- still say more punk uh, but it's really really good this I'm pretty sure and I I like the first one and I want to eventually also the artworks is really cool it's very punk very cartoony uh, just creatures on the front uh, very much also has like a beat to it but yeah totally um it's just it's a real fast for punk it's 10 songs but it's only 25 minutes long and i did not realize that like listening to it it like it doesn't seem like the songs are too short like i'm still fully happy with it and but i'm just always surprised like wow that was fast it's only 20 only 25 minutes but really really good album really excited about that Another one and that they're really... playing Furnace Fest, aren't they? That's how I found out. Because they... yeah, because I've listened to I think three new songs, so I I will go listen to that record tomorrow because it's one I do want to check out. I just I forgot that it was coming out this week, and I then I did see a post, but I just again slipped my mind. Yeah, so it's really uh, then um Unearth, which I love Unearth. I don't have any of their vinyl because for a while there I just wasn't following them as closely and on and then also i don't know why to be completely honest i just never picked up their vinyl i i need to uh but they have a new album called the wretched the ruinous and our metalcore um on under 
metal. They're just listed as metal. And that makes sense because they are metal core, but they did have more of a metal edge to them than some metal core. But I've just a fan of them. They're fantastic live. Uh, and the new album, The Wretched and the Ruinous, is so good. I love it. It is um, only 37 minutes long when and it's which is surprising uh most of them were around three minute mark just a little over or whatnot but again i just oh my gosh it's it's brutal it's powerful it's like anything you want in like a really heavy metal core you know like if you're someone that likes metal core that dives more apart you're gonna dig it i just think it's an incredible album i'm a just again, I'm a huge fan of this band in general, but it is super good. And then I didn't know about uh, that it had not been on my radar, uh, but I checked it out is Currents because everyone kept talking about it. So Currents, The Death We Seek, which they're a band I've listened to before and I like. Uh, they're a heavy band. Oh my goodness, this album is like brutal. Even though there's a lot of clean vocals and stuff in it too, there's, it's just super heavy. It's really, really good. Though the one thing I'll say about it is it is, which you may like more, but the production is so polished. Mm -hmm. It is so polished that now that I've listened to it more, part of me is almost like, is it a little too polished? You know, so still, I'm very much enjoying it, but it is just such a polished album. Like the clean stuff is so clean. That I'm almost, is this, is it a little, is it missing a little bit of that raw oomph that like is definitely there, in it, but also is there like in the Unearth album and such? Like it's just, it's so well done that while again, it's a really good album, the more I, the last time I listened to it, I did start to wonder that. Is this just a little too polished? But still, it's really, really good. So, um, the Death We Seek by Currents. That was one, like I said, it wasn't really on my radar, but a lot of people were talking about it, so I wanted it out. Uh, so those are the, the the three this week. There was another one that I need to listen more called Death Goals, and the name and uh, that people have been talking about as well. Again, Metal, Metalcore area. Uh, one is A Garden of Dead Flowers. And I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but what I listened to, I liked, but I need to listen to it more. I don't even know. I don't remember ever listening to them before, but apparently I did because it it popped up in my like new music uh, as though it was something I had added based to. So it must have been like one of the days I was just listening to like the new music play made for me. I must mm -hmm. have liked it enough because I wanted to when it came out, it automatically went into my uh, new music feed. So, so yeah, I needed to listen to that more. But so what I've heard sounded really good. Um, but, yeah, the Unearth, the Drain are just incredible. The Currents is also really, really good. So, like, just a, a very weekend music for me, which is cool. You know, like, the last few weeks, like, Joy uh, Aladoka, that I always say her last name wrong, uh, mm -hmm. that album so heavy blonde shell that came out a few weeks ago uh, definitely some heavy moments but not heavy like this you know just rule 
Yeah. Uh, also, really album, which I did buy Joy and on, on vinyl. vinyl. So I have both of those now, and I'm stoked on it. I knew I knew I wanted to get Blind, Blonde Shell at some point. And Joy, uh, they actually, uh, the local store actually ordered. They didn't get it on release date, but they went ahead and ordered it. So it came in. So I got both of those now. And I'm stoked. I haven't spun either of them yet. Haven't had time. I've been busy. But yeah, stoked to have those. But yeah, that was my, uh, those releases this week. Great, great week for releases for me. Just side. Yeah, I have, uh, I had nothing this week. Uh, like I said, on my radar, I think there might have been one song, but I don't even know what that was. And when I went to go check on Spotify, it immediately cut any audio and I couldn't hear you at all. And I couldn't hear myself. So I was like, oh, I don't want to stop the podcast. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that I had nothing uh, that stuck out uh, to me at all. I can even take a look uh, to see if I added anything. <sighs> Okay, so outside of, and I wasn't blown away by it, and I still need to listen to this, uh, Switchfoot re-recorded The Beautiful Letdown to release it on vinyl for 20 years. Um, right. So I did listen to it, but again, that's such a, for me, that's a really good album uh, from back in the day that the re-record is kind of like thrice. Like, it's fine, but... I would rather just listen to the original. Like I have, I would never buy this on vinyl because I, gotcha. I have the original on vinyl. I would just listen to that. Same with Rice. Like it's fine. The re-recorded it's good, but it's like, I like the original part of that record for, and I know why they did it, but I, I just like the original release so much that I would just listen to that. Um, yeah. Color decay, uh, deluxe edition came out and there's like 10 extra tracks on it for Devil Wars Prada. And this ain't thing I need to I'll correct since my computer's on here in a few, but um uh this band that's like a shoegaze band called Ariel, uh they really I probably a couple weeks ago and I forgot about it until this week. They released an audio tree session. Uh kind of like a um uh what is that one thing that used to be uh Day Trotter? It's kind of similar something similar, I mean obviously a little more produced and everything as far as like uh more mics and everything, but uh I immediately had to get that on iTunes. So I on there, but so I'll go back and listen to Prada. Um, the switch foot I listened to and it was just, you know, it was okay, but there was nothing else that stuck out to me this week. And I don't know if anything is on the radar for this coming week. I know I don't have anything on my calendar, um, but that doesn't mean there won't be anything coming out. That's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So I um, I need to check out that aerial because that's a band they were around a long time ago and I missed them and then somehow so I came good. upon I know you and I talked happened I came across them randomly and I was like holy cow this is incredible I've never found them on vinyl um, when I've it's looked ex- at least yeah right, it's, it's you ex- just have to look out yeah like but, I looked out like I got molten young lovers like I just have yes. their stores are stocked which I love. Moment Young Lovers. That's such a good record. Um, that album is incredible. That was the one I years ago just randomly. I'm like, holy cow, what is this? And I talked um, the owner of Tone Vendor when it happened about it. And that's probably why you and I have talked about it. But I, yeah. yeah, I need that on vinyl at some point. But now I need to listen to Audio Tree because Audio Tree does really cool stuff. 
yeah, I, I like what they do. And this was like, I knew this was coming out like a month in advance because they released uh, a song. I, like, they never release a single from Unhealthy Tree Session. It's always like, here's the Audio Tree Session. Um, but I, I think, I can't remember if it was this or if I heard it like on a playlist that came up after like something shoegazy I was listening to finished. But I listened, I heard Liquid Paper for the first time and holy cow that is a good song this band is just incredible and i hope they release something sometime like again because moan young lovers came out like in 2017 i want to say and that's the last record that they put out so something that from them would be cool or then getting added to furnace <laughs> that's not gonna happen furnace fest is pretty much filled unless people have to drop out so yeah um so i don't see now and you called them shoegaze and i guess they are but i'm usually not huge on shoegaze but they're oh my gosh molten lung incredible and they're yeah yeah that was the first in a long time too yeah because they they have a they have wide gaps like the first thing that they did was like a couple eps together made an album but they were like different takes on it i think it's called winks and kisses um but they they're they're a band. I think they're from near Chicago is where they're from, and they when they do stuff like it's always awesome. But it's always there's such a long period between the releases. It's kind of sucks if you really like them a lot. It just takes a while to get another release. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I definitely check out that uh, audio tree for sure, and that's cool. And another cool thing about audio tree is. Um, you can also watch usually anything they do is live too. You can mm-hmm. like go on YouTube and watch the entire set. Oh, to, that's cool. I'll have to, to check that out. Yeah. Cause Gil, any of our listeners that follow us, uh, know I'm a huge fan of a band here called, uh, guilt. And they did an audio tree a little while back and I've watched the entire thing. So, so yeah, I'm excited for that. How do they spell? How does Ariel spare this? Um, A I R I E L. That's. How do I find them? Because I was not spelling it right. Uh, but yeah, I'll yeah, have to have to listen to it. What you think? They do a liquid paper on there too. That might have been the first single that I heard from the. I can't remember what the first single released was, but it's definitely on there for sure. And again, just just good. I, I just and again, shoegaze right up my alley, and uh, just a nice mix of songs uh, on that live tree session. But uh, yeah, so uh, we. W- I don't have a date in mind yet for the next episode. Um, Let's take a look. I know, obviously, no Wednesdays out because I won't be home till late because uh, of the show. But and I'm off Wednesday and Thursday next week, so we'll kind of take a look at the schedule and whatnot. Uh, how everything looks like basketball wise, we'll maybe go from there. That works for me because I mean, by the end, the um, some of the series should be decided. Well, they will be. Some of the, the series yeah. will be decided by that point. Um, before we close out, I guess we should just mention uh, to round back off uh, what's happening right now in the Denver game. So we're going to go back to side A. Um, unless you have anything else musically, I don't. No, not at all. Okay, so um, Denver 
for the most part, has been in control this game, though uh, Phoenix has made it here. It's, uh, it's, it's halftime right now, uh, but uh, Phoenix has made a comeback, and now Denver two to 49 but before that most part just watching it while we've been talking has kind of been in control so we'll have to see what happens now durant has 13 booker has 19 um let's see jokic only has 10 points uh and porter has uh six he's done really well yeah he's had 16 murray still only has two so Murray and Jokic are really going to have to step it up if they're going to for Denver to win this game, and it's in Denver, so they definitely should win. Uh, but that in quarter, Phoenix has definitely made a comeback. So obviously, I'm rooting for Denver. So I hope I hope that Murray and Jokic really step it up from what they've uh, for what they did in the first half. So um, just let me how it goes because I doubt I doubt I make it. To, I, by the time I clean up, it might be back into the third quarter, but I doubt I make yeah. it for much of the second half at all. Yeah, this is a really late. It's, it should have been in the third quarter already. I was surprised. I'm like, it's only half time, and it's after. Yeah, so. But it was a later game, so. Yeah, probably yeah. start to like 10 after or so. Yeah, but so. Top Plays Podcast. Yep, that's it for to this week. Deuces.